No, you and I have small purchase, big happiness. Do you think Lizzie Borden sharpened her knife? Clap on, clap off. His sister was his mother and his mother was his grandmother. Have you ever bought anything from an infomercial, Kurt? He wanted me to bring my own food to restaurants. We're having a moment here. I'm very intelligent according to my second toe. This is the craziest episode ever. Isn't this two bits of fun and candy corn in your ear? It's another issue, episode, version of Smart Tribble. Sounds like you have Halloween on the mind, Kurt, with the candy corn reference. You're a candy corn fan? I am a huge candy corn fan. I like to put them on my teeth and make like fangs out of them because they are soft enough. They can go into the molars or the canines. I have a very old friend who I think I've known since the third or fourth grade who was a listener of Smart Dribble, Michael Borchetta, who loves candy corn. The two of you should get together and have candy corn. When I was studying in London, my mother sent me a package overseas to London. All it was, candy corn. Because they don't sell that in London? <laughs> I don't know. They didn't send me anything else. They never sent me money. So this is Kurt Schneider, and my co-host is... John Ellenthal. Hello, everybody. So before we get started, I also said something in the intro there, which is on my mind these days because of a song I was listening to earlier. What's that? Two bits. How much is two bits worth, you know? Uh, it's less than a pence. No. You don't know how much two bits is in American money? Nope. You know, we used to say shave and a haircut. Two bits. I've never said that. One, not even once. Very old expression. And in fact, there's a song that I love today that talks about four bits. Two bits, and you can't really do the calculation, but two bits is 25 cents or a quarter. Kind of hard to split it in half. So a bit is 12 and a half cents? That's why you never hear of a bit. You always hear of two bits. If you listen to the very famous song by Roger Miller, King of the Road, he talks about rooms to let 50 cents. And later on, when he's trying to come up with the money to do it, he says, two hours of pushing broom buys an eight by 12 four bit room. People think it's four bedroom. It's four bit room. Well, is there an expression two bits, four bits, eight bits a dollar? Because that sounds a little familiar. Could be. Makes sense. I could have just made that up, but I can't imagine why I would have wanted to. So Roger Miller. King of the Road, there we go. Two bits, four bits. Just made me think of it because I was listening to that song earlier today. Well, I'm glad you brought up the topic of small amounts of money, Kurt. Yes. Like two bits, because we're going to dedicate this episode to really small purchases we've made that have had a really big impact on our lives. That we have or humans have? No, you and I have. Small purchase, big happiness. Okay. I just thought of one as you said that. Please. And I don't, I don't use it enough. This is a inexpensive plastic thing with some metal in between, but it's a knife sharpener and uh. I don't use it enough. And when I, every time I do use it, I am so thrilled because you slice and just, oh man, is that a good feeling? You know what? I recently experienced that. I think probably for the first time because we don't have a knife sharpener, <gasps> but we recently took our knives to this truck. There's a truck parked right near our local farmer's market. Farmer's market. Thank you. I just totally went blank there. You helped me out. 
You are like a verbal life preserver. Thank you, Kurt. Mm-hmm. In any event, there's a truck parked there. So we brought all our knives in one day, had them sharpened. They probably had never been sharpened before. Brought them home. I cut a tomato and it was like a completely different experience. So I had wonderful. no idea what it was like to use a sharp knife, which may be an indication of just how much I cook or we cook well, here. What I'm going to do now is sharpen them before each night before I cook, before I cut something so that they're freshly sharpened. Well, if you just sharpened it, doesn't the sharpening, the honing last more than a day? One use? I use different knives. Why don't you sharpen them all at once and then not sharpen them again for a while? Do you think Lizzie Borden sharpened her knife? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. That's a good question. Man, cutting through Sinu. Did she kill her victims by plunging the tip of the knife into them or by slicing them like Jack the Ripper? I think she garroted them. Then she would have needed to sharpen her knives. I think that <laughs> I, I think that Mac the Knife is actually one of the greatest songs. It's from the Barber of Seville. Is that right? I don't no. know if that's where it's from, Kurt. Two Penny Opera, I think. Anyway, Two you know, Bobby, Bobby Darren made that famous, right? Bobby then, Darren, the husband on Bewitched? No, no, that's Darren, just Darren. No, Bobby Darren, who had was amazing. He was like beyond the sea, beyond the sea. He was like a hipster groove man who wanted to be, sadly, he lived in the same time as Frank Sinatra. but And he had a wild life story. He was raised by his mother with his sister. But guess what? His sister was his mother and his mother was his grandmother. I believe what Mac the Knife is based on some 18th century story yeah. of a womanizing highwayman. Anyway, all right. So that's how we got to Knives and Knives Out. Great movie. So tell me, what is a cheap or inexpensive small purchase that has made a big impact on your life like knife sharpeners have on mine? I think I'll start with the clapper. Clap on, clap off. Did you ever have the clapper? No. Did you buy it? Well, I think I actually had it as a kid. So it was an inexpensive thing, may have been a gift. And I did install it back in the 70s or the 80s, whatever it was. But I can't say it had a big impact on my life. I think my use of it was short-lived because doing this to turn the lights off, on and off is a novelty that wears off pretty quickly. I I would think so. And just being able to flick, it's not like it's a big, tough thing to do. You know what? But now we have remote control of all of our lives, all of our lives, all of our lights. We have direct control over our lives, but we have remote control over our lights in any event. So you think we have direct control over our lives. You're an anti-Calvinist. John Calvin thought the exact opposite. He said everything's predetermined. I'm going to listen to a guy who's from Calvin and Hobbes for my life lessons. (laughs) Not that Calvin. John Calvin who is Swiss back in the 16th century. And he well, if he's big... Swiss, there's definitely holes in his cheese. <laughs> Might as well be holes in his theories as well. Exactly. That's what they did there. So what about, you talk about things that are inexpensive. You just made me think about the clapper that, as we talked about in a previous episode, Hi, Ron. Ron from Ronco just passed away. But Clap off. when you would go to the local Woolworths, or even now you go to a CBS and you see the aisle that says, as seen, as seen on, on TV. TV. Yeah. There's some great products in there. Ron Popeil has to be one of the great salesmen in American history. Ron Popeil, that sucker could slice, it could dice, 
And it even got sharper after you cut through a rock. If he were Willie Loman, the book would not have any sort of like gravitas to it. Have you ever bought anything from an infomercial, Kurt? Be yes. honest. Yes. What did you buy from it? So that spray on hair? No, I don't need that. I bought the singers and songwriters of the 1970s, actually 60s and 70s collection from Time Life Music. And I probably received 16 CDs or something. You know, and this is mind blowing because I was all set to make fun of you for purchasing something off an infomercial. And I'm sitting here about 95% sure that I also bought singers and songwriters. I loved it. I may have to check with my wife, who's in charge of the family memory, but I'm pretty sure she will tell me that, yes, I too bought singers and songwriters of the 70s. That's incredible, Kurt. (laughs) We're having a moment here. And I only have one CD left because it was stuck in my car and I just got it out after I threw out all my CDs years ago. And it is indeed Singers and Songwriters, probably volume three. It's the one where wildfire where the uh, horse goes the up. The horse that something. got lost in the fire. Yeah. Called her right after Brandy. She's yeah. a fine girl. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to find that. I don't know if we still have CDs and jewel cases anywhere, but I'm going to look for. I really dug Singers and Songwriters. You would not have heard Mac the Knife on there because Bobby Darren did not write it. Plus, it was also like back in the 50s, eh? Yeah. You know what? There were some great songs on singers and songwriters. Can you remember anything else? There were tons of them. I loved them all. The Poetry Man was uh, at 17. The names never get called for games of basketball. Oh, it's so sad. Like That's the kind of thing you'd find like a horse with no name. Those of us with ravaged faces. (laughs) The city of New Orleans, Arlo Guthrie. Yeah, but you know what's good on there? It reinstigated my love affair with Glenn Campbell because... Like a rhinestone cowboy. Yeah, but gentle on my mind is just perfect. All right, getting back to the subject at hand. Wasn't he involved with Tammy Wynette at some point? I'm sure he was. Yeah. You sure he was because he was involved with a lot of women or Tammy Wynette was involved with a lot of men? What did you mean? I think all of the above. And they were two of like country. Well, he was more crossover, but country superstars. By the time he got to Phoenix, you know. Anyway, John. All the way from Tacoma? No, don't you be doing any eagles on me. Listen. All right. Uh, I've got one for you, Kurt. Okay, this, was a, this is not a purchase I, I use anymore. But and I'm happy that I don't use it anymore. But when I did use it, which was for years, very small purchase solved the problem that I experienced every day. And that was my inability to hang on to the collar stays that came with my dress shirts. Now, more recently, they sew them in so you, they don't slide out. So they you do? don't lose them, but they can still be damaged during dry cleaning. And yeah. then you got a problem. That's, that's kind of I bought a small set of like brass colored collar stays so that I was never without a collar stay. And I will tell you, inexpensive purchase that made my life better every day. Never did I have to search for a collar stay again, Kurt. So I I think that that's great. I did the same thing. We must be the same person. However, we must be the same person. I did mine even less expensive than you because I bought a set of plastic collar stays that I had that were not brass, 
that were not brass. They were plastic. I think my first ones I got were from Brooks Brothers, but it was Ooh. worth every small penny because I put them in all the time because I too lost them in a stiff wind would have made me go like Sally uh, Fields or when she was the flying nun. Sister Batrill. What a great and ridiculous show. That was her name. She was a flying nun. Yeah, I could just, you could just imagine the meeting, the pitch meeting. So she's a nun and she flies. We got this idea. You think she's got a bad habit. No, the habit's a good Ah. habit. This is a relatively new, inexpensive, small purchase, which has made a huge impact in my life. This was probably six years ago. The first one was a gift, but then like all good things that are really terrific, you end up buying it for yourself. So you have more. That's a good test. Large ice cube tray. Now the trays are not large, but they're regular size and they accommodate large ice cubes. Well, the trays are the same size. Well, they're individual. The cube spaces are bigger. Individual large ice cube makers. How about that? Yeah, that is a great thing because we know how much you enjoy the spirits. So having the right ice cube with the right surface area so that the cube doesn't melt too fast and dilute your drink, changing the chemistry and the taste, not good. I too have large ice cube trays, but I don't think I use them with the regularity that you do. Well, first of all, you don't use them with a mixed drink. You don't do it with anything. Come on. Smart dribble listeners know that. Tonic club soda, it's only for stuff that you would either normally have neat or if you want to go on it on the rocks. And it's actually beautiful for scotch because scotch is supposed to be drunk neat. I happen to like it on the rocks. However, the rocks do melt too quickly and therefore you lose it. And I have a round one. And I was I just going to say that. I also have a square one. I too. I was, I was going to build on your point with my round version. And rarely do you get it perfectly round because the top is always a little bit flat. But how do you choose, Kurt, whether you, you want to use a big square cube or a big round cube? Now, there's an oxymoron for you, a round cube. Yes. <laughs> I'll tell you how. Is it a mood thing? The round cubes melt or thaw, whatever you want to call it, slower than the square ones because they don't have any edges which have more friction to make them melt quicker. So if I'm having a summer scotch, like a Glenmorangie, and I wouldn't mind it getting a little colder, quicker, and diluted, then I use a square one. But in the winter, when I want a peaty scotch, we talked about round. So we can agree, though, that the round ones look cooler, yes? Square ones are pretty cool, too. I was Aren't you disappointed when you go to a finer restaurant and you order one of their more expensive drinks, perhaps a, an expensive glass of reposado and they bring it to you and you ask for one ice cube because that's all it takes and they don't have the big ice cube they give you the little ice cubes that melt in an instant i look or you could do what i do which is just have a drink at home and have a second drink at home and then go to the restaurant and just order water <laughs> this is like <laughs> a cost saving episode do you yep. bring your own food to the baseball stadium as well do you know that i had my doctor 10 years ago not only did it was all about, you know, I had to lose 15 pounds and do this and that, which is crazy because I'm in pretty good shape. But he said <laughs> he wanted me to bring my own food to restaurants and to friends' houses when they had dinner parties. Let me ask you a question. I want an honest answer. Have you ever brought your own candy into the movie theater to save money? Sure. Many really? times. Yeah. You're one of those, huh? For sure. Many times. 
I don't know that I've ever done that. Well, get on it. Look, I guess we're not the same person after all, Kurt. Not all of us can be as highfalutin as you are. Which brings us to our next, my next small purchase that has made my life more joyous. About 10 or 12 years ago, I messed up my right wrist and arm in an ice hockey accident. I needed surgery and plates and screws and all sorts of stuff, which are there right now. And for a number of months, I could not use my right wrist, my right hand and arm, and I am right-handed. So I had to do a lot of things lefty. Do I really want you to continue with this? Well, let me, you, you try shaving lefty with your offhand and tell me it's not weird. Uh, as long as you talk about shaving, I'm okay. Well, I'm going to talk about another SH word. Oh, no. So if you are in the bathroom and you need to wipe with your offhand, it's not so easy. So it was at that point to ease my burden, I bought my first box of moist, flushable bathroom wipes. Fantastic, Kurt. I don't know why I spent my life up until then using dry paper. Moist, flushable toilet wipes, Kurt. Small purchase, very big impact. Give it a try, Kurt. You'll be happier. All right. I think a small purchase that's had a huge impact on my life these nigh on 20 to 30 years. Yes, nigh on. Red pepper flakes. Oh, my God, Kurt. What? I have that on my list, too. This is the craziest episode ever. A jar of crushed red pepper. I only wish everybody who's listening could see this right Ah. now. First Ah. singers and songwriters. A jar. Can you see this, Kurt? Yes, I can. Now, for all you listeners out there, we do not share our prep ever on Smart Dribble because that would be very unsmart drivelry. So that's amazing. (laughs) How could we both have crushed red pepper flakes on our list? Because it's a small purchase that has a huge impact that we have in common. (laughs) It goes on everything. I'm stunned. (laughs) In case that wasn't obvious. You know, they're good for breakfast on eggs, if you eat eggs. They're good for lunch on everything. And boy, dinner, any pasta, pizza, anything. They're great on, you know what's great on? Broccoli, steamed broccoli, because it sort of zaps some flavor into it. Boom! I clearly am a huge fan as well. In fact, we had a lovely pasta dinner last night, which could not begin until I fetched the jar, which was alarmingly low of crushed red pepper flakes. And I had frozen Trader Joe's ravioli, which I love. Really? Did you heat it up? Yeah, you got to boil it. I mean, you said you had frozen Trader Joe's ravioli. I just wanted to make sure you cooked it. It's still uncooked. Well, I understand, but you said it was frozen. I wanted to make sure you cooked it. I did. I boiled it for four minutes, and then I put on red pepper flakes, Then I put on fresh arugula on top, lots of it, and then olive oil and a little sea salt. Fantastic. I love that big little sea salt, especially when I slice tomatoes, put a little basil and some balsamic. What are you doing with a knife? You're going to sharpen your knife before you slice it? With my recently sharpened knives. What do you have that is a small, tiny purchase that's had a huge impact on your life? This one is is slightly more serious. I am a lifelong migraine sufferer, as you know. And as you probably also know, migraines are an indication of superior intelligence. No, that's not true. It's your second toe. If it's longer than your big toe, that's intelligence. And I have it on both feet. So you have two brains? 
I'm very intelligent according to my second toe. According to your metatarsals, you yes. have a high level of intelligence. They tell me I'm very smart. I made up the part about migraines being an indication of superior intelligence. I hope you made up the toe part, but don't tell us. I didn't. It's true. Yes, I'm sure. It is. No confirmation bias there. Why don't you publish the scientific evidence, Kurt, on our Instagram account? I can do that. About 20, 25 years ago, there began to become some meaningful breakthroughs in migraine medicines, pills that you could take to break the migraine. And I used to live in fear of getting a migraine at an inopportune time, like, you know, uh, on a big day or on a business trip or during a big meeting. But as these new pills came out, I got myself a keychain, Kurt, with a pill fob on it. And I always carried a migraine pill or two in there. So no matter where I was, I knew I could bail my sorry ass out if I had a migraine attack. And that pill fob traveled with me for more than 10 years and Brilliant. gave me a tremendous amount of emotional comfort. Brilliant. 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 You know, for a while, my friend about 15 years ago said we should all, when they first decided that if you get a heart attack, you should pop an aspirin in that'll save your life. Right. So I put one in my wallet and all I did was have like a aspirin dugout in my wallet. So that wasn't smart. Was it in the area where you had already had a larger indentation for your high school condom? <laughs> I was going to say that was my high school one that never left there. <laughs> I did have a friend in grade school who had to carry that big red kit in case he got stung by a bee. Oh, do you remember when we used to have like the dental health week and they'd come in, they'd give us a toothbrush and we had to eat that little red tablet and it showed us on our teeth where we hadn't brushed well? I forgot about that. I love that. That little red tablet was great. Do you think the, or was it just, they did it to us. Do you think the pool, swimming pool, really did turn red if you peed in it? I was not the victim of that particular tactic of psychological warfare, no. Everyone was. Every single person in the United States, every kid, the lifeguards in every public pool said, if you pee in the pool, it will be red. Look, and it's so a very no good did. idea, but the first time someone pees in the pool and it doesn't turn red, the jig is up, the news is out, I finally found you. Why? Because who's going to admit that they actually peed in the pool? You're the kind of person who would admit that he peed in the pool. Well, I'm in some ways, I'm an open book. Yes. And that's okay. I want people to, to come in and I want to come into their lives. And I think that's how you connect better. Why be superficial, By John? Just in their there. pool. This is how you connect with people? By opening up. If I were to do such a thing, I think that's connecting. I think that's a problem with society today. Okay. That, so back to my friend, Michael Borchetta, who I opened in the open talking about. Candy corn. And they called them pool peer. No, but Michael had a pool and I was very young. So I, I had never seen this sign before. I don't swim in your toilet. So don't pee in my pool. And I thought that was damn funny as an 11 year old. I haven't seen that ever. That's pretty cute. You've never seen that? No. <laughs> <laughs> Have you not left your house, Kurt? Yeah, I just never saw that sign. I don't swim in your toilets. I don't pee in my pool. It seems like a fair deal. So I am. Can we get back to my issue with society that people just have superficial relationships now and they don't go deeper and they're afraid to or something? We are both <laughs> willing to be vulnerable. And you and I are believers that there's no better way to build trust and establish a real connection with somebody else. Open up, than, people. And being vulnerable. 
you know what? So you look ridiculous. Worst thing is you have a podcast where you basically expose yourself as a ridiculous person. And ask questions and like give, give, give and take <laughs> and do stuff like that. Because that way you both have the same thing on lists when you talk about small purchases. So what about this one as we're rounding out? Eyeglass repair kits, those small things you buy for 79 cents. And now that yes. we're older and wearing eyeglasses more often, it's important to have because that's the only one that has the screwdriver and the screw small enough to fit in there, though it falls off all the time. It's a great product. I have them. I've never been able to keep one for more than one particular repair. Me too. Because by the time I need one and again, who knows where the hell that thing is and I go ahead and buy it again. But that's certainly a good product. Do you know the kitchen brand OXO? Yes. I bring it up because I didn't know how to pronounce that brand. Do you? OXO? It's OXO. What would it have been? OXO? Why? It's a word, OXO. (laughs) Well, it says OXO. It could have been pronounced OXO or OXO. I wasn't sure. You think it's so plainly obvious that it's ridiculous to be unclear? Go listen to some 70s singer-songwriters and get back to me. All right. Before we do, I want to tell you my last favorite small purchase that has brought real happiness to my life. And it's my Smart Drivel coffee mug, Ah. which which I'm drinking from right now. And perhaps we should sell these, Kurt. And I'm drinking out of my Smart Drivel water bottle. Also low cost and high value. That's because I gave it to you at a very low cost. (laughs) Very low cost to me and really high value. Yeah. So, <laughs> so maybe we should sell these because buying them two at a time. <laughs> but you know what? If people let us know that they'd like to have their own, then we'd be happy to put them up for sale on our website. Here's what we will do. If you refer and get 20 listeners, new <laughs> listeners, we'll give you a free coffee cup. How will we know if someone referred the listener, Kurt? We'll do some sort of QR code or something on there. Uh, I think you've solved it. Yeah. You know what? Did you did you share the QR code idea when you were being hired as the executive chairman of a technology company? Shh! Don't tell people I'm executive chairman of a technology company. Well, that's like that's like the equivalent of that scene in The Graduate. Plastics. Kurt's just saying in the interview. QR codes. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to this version of Smart Drivel. We're going to be back next week with another new episode of Smart Drivel. John, what do we do with each one? Where we what? We promise the drivel and hope for the smart, Kurt. So we thank you for dropping by and we hope we brought a little bit of drivel and smart to your run, to your commute, to your sitting in your workspace and listening with coworkers on speaker, whatever it is. (laughs) Yes. Or perhaps driving in the car with your spouse and we gave you a reason not to have to talk to your spouse. (laughs) Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye.